0: Hi, I'm David, co-founder of Prodigy, and welcome to the Happy Teams podcast, where we interview digital leaders about how they're winning in the race to attract and retain top digital talent. Today, we're joined by Rob from Graphite Digital, a specialist digital design agency working within the healthcare and pharma industries. Listen to hear from Rob about the initiatives that he's putting in place to make his agency a great place to work. Hi, Rob. Hey folks, nice to see you. Thanks for joining us today. So as always, we're really keen to get to learn a bit more about you and Graphite Digital and and what makes you a great place to work. But before we dig into that, can you just tell us a bit bit about the agency and what's your value proposition?
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, So Graphite is the health and pharma uh, digital experience agency. Uh, We specialise in global experience design and digital health innovation for health and pharma and uh, we're a team predominantly made up of designers and researchers and project managers as as uh, and then obviously account management marketing operations etc um, but we're based in, based in the southeast of the uk and we have our main premises in brighton uh, which is uh, where we've been for 14 years but uh post covid we are a remote first agency and so working across the southeast uh, of the uk and um, yeah, most of our clients there are international, so we serve them all from, from the southeast of the UK. So, Rob, uh, I don't know,
2: um, so you know from our
1: conversations before that this
2: series is about exploring what um, tech industry leaders, heads of agencies, what are they doing to make their places uh, great places to work? We We've been speaking to a lot of people from various companies and agencies, and yeah, we'd love to hear from you what is Graphite Digital doing to be an attractive
1: employer of course yeah well you know uh, having run the company 14 years we've tried many things and uh, and so we've we've got a sense of what works and what doesn't Um, and when it comes to you know what makes it a great place to work I think really that question is best um, placed at the team you know so I'd love to to, to get their voice on this, but but what I've you know what I've heard and I, what we put our energy into um, is is to grow our culture and develop our culture, obviously, and um, and actually we've ended up in a place where we have a really strong culture, and I think everything we do supports I, I suppose the three values that we have as a business. Um, now values, of course. Can be a little bit cheesy, right? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll happily tell you what they are, but it is it is actually um, genuinely uh, important to us to 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 have to have a, a clear um, explanation of these. But also, you know, you can feel it; that everyone can feel it. You know, when they join the team and when they work within the team. Um, so the first value that we support through through all of our activity really is that we genuinely care. And I think um, it's it's evident that. We as people genuinely care about each other, but also our clients and our client projects. And um, and you can feel that, and actually it's it's one of the, the criteria that we we hire for, um, and it's incredibly important to us. Another one is that we collaborate to innovate. So in this space, um, there is there are many, many great ideas, but actually you need the best um, of best minds from different angles to come together in order to create the best ideas and, and products and so you know collaboration is absolutely the heart of how we work and how we embed that with our with our clients um, and and um, and then thirdly we endeavor for better you know and that speaks to a bit of humility as well always knowing that not, nothing we can ever do is going to be perfect but actually if everyone has the mindset and is open to continuously learning and to improving then, um, then uh, it creates for a, a great culture, and those three things uh, are, yeah, as I said, the the values, but also um, give a great picture, I suppose, of of who we are and what makes Raffi a place a great place to work.
0: Great, and, and thank you for sharing those.
2: And I agree with what you said. The um, values can be perceived as cheesy, but they, I think, they form the essence of the identity of of an organisation, and is so crucial that they are first agreed upon and formulated um from past experiences these are best you know first you have to kind of rethink them regularly to think like are we actually what we say we are and and they need to come from from the people themselves and they need to be genuine and authentic otherwise they risk being cheesy and just kind of you know meaningless so yeah i completely agree with what you said and totally is is crucial uh but yeah we'd love to hear about uh, what you're doing in terms of you know practical initiatives or processes or whatever it is that that facilitates first to live the values but also how to, to make your your employees satisfied and, and happy and fulfilled in in your agency
1: well firstly i th- I think I'd say at this point we've probably tried all the perks <laughs> you know we've tried all the brownies through the post and you know the surprise and delight uh, and the um, the, the health insurance, and, and we have actually most of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I think often those can get be a bit of a distraction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the end of the day, um, good people want to have the opportunity to grow, and I think if if your culture can enable that through a mixture of um, great opportunities in work. And, and and perhaps uh, a culture which enables them to stretch their capability in a supportive way. Um, I think that is probably the most attractive thing to certainly the talent that we're looking for. And mm-hmm. um, and that's really that's enabled in many different ways. But one of the things is um, clear agency-wide procedure or process on on really all of the the services that we do. But not only that, but also sort of clarity and operational functions. So, as an employee, how do I, um, you know, access information about my working environment or my my role? You know, just having everything beautifully presented, documented well and a point of contact that is available to answer any any question as well i think that creates a, a, a real sense of safety and security um that is in, enables everyone to perform well and to get into that stretch and and support personal growth um so yeah and, and that honestly is is a cultural norm but we have an amazing operations coordinator who who brings together those sort of that information and that cultural and that practical process in in different ways um, and as we're all remote now as well I think there's an important role of communication uh in that and using slack well for example and creating you know our culture is is very much within each of us but it's held in a remote world you know like slack
0: so how so in terms of the the communication and slack how what kind of things do you do do you do on slack to, to foster the culture the remote culture
1: i think it's soft actually i think it's the way we speak to each other and um, how we talk to to one another in, in in there but also getting the balance between the sorts of information that is sent through on, on a sort of on a, um, on a project level on a company level and then on a just a fun level you know So we have obviously like many people have um, work streams for uh, channel, channels for, for everything, you know within the company operations But we also have channels for people that like crafting and they post their, their knitting that they've done or painting And then we've got ones for those that have dogs and we build sort of micro cultures around Around sort of shared areas of interest um, In slack, which is you know a little bit of a distraction from work, but actually enables sort of connectivity in this remote world.
2: It recreates those water cooler moments where people kind of switch off for one minute and talk about, like you said, their dog or a book they've read or yeah, and and we found that. We found because we we had distributed teams throughout all of our careers and and what we found is that everyone is watching the same movies on Netflix, everyone is reading the same books, everyone there's a lot of similarities in, in interest that these sorts of things can easily be nurtured via slack Kind of help create the, the non-work or those non-work interactions that are very crucial to building bond between people as opposed to kind of always yeah great uh, you, you mentioned a lot of uh, communication and how you have a coordinator that helps with that what, what do you do to make that bi-directional to hear from the employees themselves in terms of you know feedback about culture but also about what they want to see in in in, in the workplace what's the is there a structured process or is it sort of informal Cool. Yes,
1: yeah, a few ways really. So we have a, a pulse survey that goes every month to the whole team that is administered through slack and we capture the data through that and that uh, our operations coordinator sort of Manages and um, and reviews that data and feeds that into lots our, of our operational and comms um, Conversations um, But then we also make an effort to get together every quarter and um, I think there's, there's nothing that can replace getting together you know particularly in a in a creative environment uh, creative industry so at least once a quarter the whole company gets together and then more frequently that than that the departments get together as well um to, to develop those relationships to work collaboratively on solution design on process design and and bringing bringing everything together uh, but one of the things we've, we've we've done for the last couple of years is on those quarterly updates we really make the most of having everyone together ensuring there's a, a company update which is really engaging and everybody takes part in it's not a, a lecture you know it's really every department is represented there and has taken part in creating that content that is shared with everyone else um, and then something we've started doing recently is um is doing A, a Q&A, which is anonymous and live so at the end of the um, the session in fact throughout people can be submitting questions of things that they've heard from from the central teams and want to sort of have clarified and we started doing this fairly recently and it's actually been brilliant because in the past you know particularly for junior people it can be a bit daunting to put your hand up in front of the whole the whole company and ask a question um, because you know, maybe it's a bit of a bold question or a stupid question they might feel, you know. And actually, it, it, I don't think there are any stupid questions. But 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 by making it anonymous and live, it really creates a, a fantastic dialogue between the business and um, the leadership. And uh, so some of those questions can be hard to answer, but they they. They get the answers that they need or want in that moment, and that's something we'll definitely be continuing.
2: I'd love to hear some examples of uh, of some questions that you've got that either you found difficult to answer or maybe that puts <laughs> you on the spot, You know, just to share with, 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 with uh, the audience and see uh, how you've handled it, if, if you care to share.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think one of the, que- the questions that's sort of going around the industry is, is whether we should all adopt the four-day week. Yeah, you know, and that was um, that is a big question that's being posed to, to particularly service sector agency world, with certain well-known companies going first and adopting it, and them you know outwardly saying it's all brilliant, um, but I think uh, that is a hard question that, that, <laughs> I, that I faced in the moment, and I, I'd say it's certainly something we're considering. Um, and actually, I would really like to do that, but the practicalities of of the way in which we work at the moment don't lend itself to that. And mm. uh, there's many reasons why. <laughs> but but I, I I like the question because I think if that's something that is important to people, we should mm-hmm. engage in that question. And um, it it gives us a um, yeah a starting point for a conversation. Mm. So what we've done is okay well presumably that person would like a four day week so, um, and frankly wouldn't we all but I think it is um, it, what it's meant is that we can quite quickly think about other things to create time for people so what we've done this year after the back of the question two months ago was right it's, we've never done this before but we're doing summer Fridays yeah where every, every summer, every Friday sorry throughout summer it's a shorter day Mm-hmm. And um, it it's sort of yeah it's it, we're meeting people in the middle where we can you know mm-hmm. um, but that was inspired by a good conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's well, great yeah. because it it might seem it it means that they can they know you're actually listening and you're trying and exactly. it's not it's not nothing and I mean the best day of the week to finish early is on a Friday, especially on the rare occasion that we actually have some nice weather. Uh, to be able to to do that, I think I think that's a positive thing. Uh, Absolutely,
1: yeah, and and uh, I, I think that, that I'd love to continue that. So that anonymous, fee, you know, survey opportunity, that dialogue um, with the whole business, creating better conversations. My my hope is that one day that people can ask the bold questions without it being anonymous. But actually, as long as long as the conversation has started now, they can they can um, we can really engage and support one another and uh And also demonstrate the values in everything we say in response in, in mm-hmm. response to those questions
0: yeah and um so that's great but you're giving a good example of giving giving everyone a voice. Are there any areas where you not only give them a voice but but they they have a bit more of a say? I think the team have a voice uh to quite a high degree, you know uh,
1: so one of the things I do is I, With every new starter, um, I meet them. I take the first meeting, and I give them a very short introduction to the company. But then I say, "Look, I'd like to know your ideas to make this a better place in three months and in six months." Um, And in that question, uh, firstly, because I think we can learn so much from new people coming into the business. They've all been in in different contexts and. uh, genuinely very keen to to learn about their ideas it speaks to that being in dev- you know we endeavor for better you know we we can uh, allow that um and enable those questions to come through um and uh I, I think yeah we we create that moment regularly so new people three months six months they get that question what's working well what could be better ask me anything yeah and then um and then we continue that you know on a regular basis as well and and that sort of ethos is carried through our through our internal comms and our line management sessions and and really everything um as well as you know in that value we have collaborate to innovate we we get the teams to design their own processes you know there's no point in me doing it they know it, they know it much better than than <laughs> I do and so co-defining those processes together in collaboration um, and having that sort of that opportunity for question and answer, and 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 sort of defining where things are going as well, I'd say that's a fairly big part of our culture at this point.
2: So, have you noticed the impact of these initiatives as you do them on things like retention or being more attractive as an employer? Or do you even measure them? Do you have some some sort of um, uh, KPIs or ways to measure the impacts of of all of, the thing, of, of these things? And what has it been like? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, I would say we've formalised these things now into certain working practices and um, the, the, the genesis of them has is, is always been in our culture, you know. So we we really don't have a problem in retention, you know. People stay for a long time and when they do move it's because um, they've got an amazing opportunity and they'd, they'd be stupid not to take it, you know. And I think great we've done a great job there you know Mm -hmm. we've managed to get to that great opportunity that and it's time and ready for, for you to move to that and i personally celebrate that because i think that's a win you know um so in terms of do we measure item by item what's working what's not no but i think um yeah we have a general sense of what works and what doesn't because we are quite close to it and uh, and that sort of operations coordinator can feed in very quickly with what 's working well and what 's not as well
0: and we we were quite proud as well obviously there 's mixed feelings when good people leave, but equally we had we had very good retention in our agency and nine times out of ten when people did leave they'd go off to bigger and better things and when we look at our alumni it 's like it's yeah they all they all went to work either in house at big brands or bigger agencies on exciting stuff. everyone just carried on forward and you could see that you were a part of of that, it's a nice feeling that you you helped them get there um, for sure.
1: That's honestly my favourite part of the job is people, (laughs) you know People Um, leaving (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not that but obviously the practicalities of people leaving can be frustrating but but developing and enabling uh, opportunities for people and one of the things we do is we we do um, support a number of initiatives in Um, young talent so we go into schools and talk about the opportunities in digital industry Um, just as somebody did for me 30 years ago at my school they told me and showed me what it could be like that started my career that literally that day started my career and I think actually it's kind of on us to to pass on that opportunity so we go into multiple schools a year and we also run two work experience sessions a year one of them is going on this week and um we we put a lot of love into that to make it an incredible experience for those people that come along, and every time we are blown away by the the, the talent that's already there and just needed to be given a, a moment and an opportunity, and the amount of people that do end up going into the industry off off the back of our work experiences is, is really encouraging to see, and uh, and so yeah, personally I, I love that 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 component and all that opportunity that business presents which is to support people help them grow help them move on
0: so touching on that what about um on the side of training do you have formal processes for that to use external providers do you have a budget how, how does it work
1: yeah so we have um a a nominal budget of 500 pounds per person per year yeah and um and we've had that for the last few years, but what we discovered was the majority of training that we can put people on isn't as good as the stuff that we could do internally and so in the last six months we've put a concerted effort into making incredible internal training um so f- for each department and um so in design in research you know account management um it 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 uh, it supports not only the practice but the the awareness as well of of what good looks like and um, and so we'll keep the training budget that's fine but actually it becomes more of a a budget to go to buy a ticket to go to a conference or something yeah Um, but actually um, we've got these these training programs written by the team for the team and for the other teams as well so for Mm. example we 've just finished uh, and launched really internally our our first research um, training and it 's absolutely amazing and we 're basically going to put the whole company through it so that everybody knows um, to quite a high standard the the ins and outs of research so that when we are selling that to clients or running that pro- those projects, everyone can speak with authority on it
2: no that sounds very uh, very good and obviously whatever training you're going to build is going to be made to measure and bespoke to your needs. One question for you would be, out of everything we mentioned or we spoke about today, is there anything that you
1: wish you'd done earlier? Yeah, I mean, we live and learn, right? It's uh, There's so many there's so many things um, that I'd, I'd put into this. I think the thing that helps everybody is an absolute clarity around what the company does, how it creates value and for whom you know and that helps very much externally but also internally because from that understanding you can clarify um, the role expectations for everybody in a really detailed way um, and then put those into matrices where uh, that people attract uh, and supported through their their personal growth um, and then it you know it feeds into ultimately a much uh, more cohesive picture for for the performance of of the team, and um, and we were honestly for six years at least much more like a lifestyle business. We just hired great people, put them to work with great clients, did great work, and it was all good. Um, except it wasn't. It was really hard to manage, and <laughs> it was a bit chaotic, and that doesn't really scale very well. So, went uh, our next sort of season, as it were and became much more strategic and, and to put in that that clarity for what the business does, the ro- clear role expectations, the matrices for how people need to learn and progress um, and then also how they interface with one another as well so one of the um, the things that we've put in place in the last couple of years is a, um, I, I think it's a fairly standard project management tool but I'm not sure to what extent people apply it to business often, but we call it the RACI um, chart, which is it stands as an acronym stands for responsible, accountable, consulted, and informed. And basically, we have a grid of every single department, and uh, and on on those me- on those measures, every part of the agency process, you know, which department is responsible, <coughs> accountable, consulted, informed, on everything. And even within the department, they have their end-to-end process and they have a very much a cl- a clear picture of, of all of those things as well. Um, and I think that's become more essential in the remote world, the remote working world, mm-hmm. to have that clarity, to manage everybody's expectations. And, uh, and it's particularly helpful when you onboard people into those departments as well, because, I don't know, you might have a client services team that used to do project management the person was like incredible at project management as well as client services but in your function no we just need to do client services and these people over here are doing project management to have that level of clarity from day one reduces um uh (laughs) day-to-day change cross wires exactly it just helps manage expectations so um so yeah I, I think that that clarity of picture, the clarity of the agency process roles and responsibilities that's something that we've we've been doing for the last few years and but yeah. I really wish we'd done that a lot sooner
0: and then what about the future what What other things have you got on the on the horizon that you're that you're planning to to have an impact on on the way of working so
1: um, well. This, is, this training actually is, is sort of where early days in it, this interactive training and we, we use a, a tool through which people can build e-learning basically um, it's a drag and drop tool through which they can create courses and we, I think we've only just scratched the surface in the potential there you know, we've created a course for every department but there's multiple you know, courses that we could create and I think that's going to be uh, a very powerful tool to support people and, and help people grow as well and um, and actually, we might end up offering that externally as well because that, that content is is so good. And I think actually, even sharing it with our clients so they get to learn you know the ins and outs of research, for example, at a much much greater depth. I think that could be really valuable for for everybody. So I think that training component is 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 one. Another one is you know ultimately supporting our values in in however we can. In a conversation, to demonstrate that we care, to collaborate, and to to improve um, what we're doing and how we're working. The our operations team have have plenty of ideas, but I think uh, we'll not be um, we'll not be signing up for the brownies in the post too much. You know, I think <laughs> I think we'll be absolutely um, doubling down on the things that I believe our people care about, and that is is those things that come from the value, but ultimately enable them to be the best they can be
0: rob thank you so much that's been really really insightful um again and just some some fresh takes and fresh angles on on how you're developing a really great place to work so thank you very much for your contributions rob